0: Hello there, everybody. Welcome to the 100th episode of the Cloud-Based Mayhem. Can you believe it? I certainly can't. This was actually our first live show with the man, the myth, the legend, John Baptiste Chandelier. Uh, We recorded this last week when I was out in the Azores for their 25th festival. I first sailed to the Azores in 2011 and met that whole club and had a blast. We were there for about a month, did a bunch of flying. It's a beautiful island. It's an amazing club. These guys know how to throw a party. It was just it was a really fun week. We had terrible weather, uh, not really any flying, but man, it was a good time. And I encourage all of you, uh, if you get a chance to go out and do that festival that happens every August, they put a lot of effort into it. I can't believe it. It makes me feel uh, like I'm a total slacker as the head of our club here back in Sun Valley. But yeah, we had a fun, we had a great time. Uh, we talked to Jean Baptiste about where he gets his creativity from and his favorite places to fly and what's next and how to get into WAGA and we took some questions from the audience and uh, we'll see how all the audio from that works out but I had all my gear with me and it should be pretty good but a big thanks to the folks in the Azores for, and Sal Miguel for, for hosting John Baptiste and I we had a blast with this and I hope you enjoy it as well Usually I put the whole kind of housekeeping and uh, donation stuff at the end, uh, but I wanted to put it up on the front side just because this is the hundredth episode. And I just want to put a shout out to all of you who are supporting the show. I really, really, really appreciate it. Remember that all the bonus content and all the stuff that we have um, for kind of subscribers, you don't have to contribute financially to be a subscriber. If you have, you know, sent us a an email or if you're on our newsletter list or if you've been involved in the podcast in any way and you can't support us financially, uh, I will still make a lifetime account for you. We're not going to put anything behind a, a paywall. So if you don't have access to that, just let me know. I'll set you up with an account and hopefully someday you will be in a financial position to help support the show. But yeah, I just wanted to put a shout out there. You know, we get about Six to eight percent of the listeners uh, actually support the show financially, which I guess for a podcast is really, really, really good. Uh, but. Just as a reminder, all we've ever asked for is a buck a show. If you add it all up, that's less than a magazine subscription every year. So if you're getting something out of this and you can contribute financially, we would really, really appreciate it. And you can do it a number of different ways. You can do it through patreon.com forward slash cloud based mayhem and just kind of set it up, set it, forget it. You can also do it directly through the website where it just uh, bills you a dollar or whatever you want to contribute every couple of weeks because that's what we put a show out on. Um, is every two weeks, um, or you can just do a one-time donation through PayPal, and you can find all those links to do it on mayhem.com. And if you can't support us financially, we totally get that, we understand. And there's a lot of other ways you can do it. You can review it on iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify or however you listen to the podcast. Uh, you can tell your friends about it, because that's what this is all about, is just spreading the word and making us safer and better pilots. So. Uh, and you can talk about it on the way to launch. You can uh, put a shout out about it on your social media. When, when we release a show, tell your friends about it that way. You know, the whole goal is just to get as many people listening as we can so we can be safer and better. That's what it's all about. So I appreciate it. Uh, there are a lot of costs involved in running this and there are, uh, it's obviously a lot of time and it's a lot of editing. Big shout out to our editor, Miles, who has uh, edited, I think since, episode 20 or so, and I'm sure you saw a big change in the quality since then. It's been really fun to go back and listen to all the episodes as I'm working on this book, kind of clipping them off one by one and putting the the best of the best into a book that we're doing with Cross Country Magazine. So stay tuned for more information on that. It's going to be really fun. Uh, and, and in the meantime, we'll just keep banging out shows. I'm having a blast doing this. I love getting all your feedback. I love from hearing from so many pilots that has, it has either saved their life or saved them from having an accident or just made it a lot more fun. And it's pretty cool hearing that people, you know, they say like, hey, when I'm flying, man, I've got you in my head. <laughs> that's that's pretty great. So uh, we will continue having great people on the show and putting out the best content we possibly can. I appreciate your feedback. I pre- appreciate your suggestions and uh, I appreciate you letting me know who you think uh, I should be interviewing. I try to take all those into account and I try to make it happen. So thank you very much. Uh, Thank you for listening. Thanks for hanging in there for 100 episodes of the Cloud Based Mayhem. And please enjoy this live audience talk with John Baptiste Chandelier.
1: Hello? Hello? Ah, okay. Yes. Hola. Good evening, everybody. Uh, So, thank you for coming. Obrigado por terem vindo. Yep. um gracias for uh, uh we are here today uh, with uh, Gavin again and uh, Jean-Baptiste we are really happy to have them here to the, today for uh, Gavin's recording of his 100th episode for his podcast. For those of you that don't uh, are not familiar with this podcast is a really really good tool for any paraglider pilot, any free flight pilot I think. And uh, we are really honored uh, to make this recording here, uh, especially and uh, with a really special person, which is uh, Jean Baptiste. So we are going to make. They are going to make this uh, recording, this conversation. Uh, Gavin will ask uh, some questions. Uh, Jean Baptiste will see some videos, and then we open the questions to the public. So in the, in the future, uh, he will publish the, the episode, like uh, Two weeks? every. Yeah, in two weeks for for everybody in the world. Okay, so um, that's us uh, let's I give the word to Gavin and thank him for and Jean Baptiste too. Thank you.
0: Thanks, uh, thanks everybody. Yeah, this is our first live audience show, and I sat down with with uh, Jean Baptiste about three years ago and said, "Hey, I got to get you on the show," and then we Facebooked and. Uh, and here's Siri talking to us I probably should turn this off uh, so this is very cool to be able to do it Um, it's very cool to be able to do a live show and also for our our 100th episode so thanks for coming Uh, KB when you're at a social gathering and someone doesn't know you I can't even imagine but what do you tell them you do what's your answer if they, they come up to you and say "Hey, what do you do
2: it's as a it's really not easy question every time because it's it's not like a real job. So <laughs> I say I do paralleling. Then I stopped. <laughs> and I don't say I don't I don't like to enter in the data. It's what I like with internet is that you can show what you think about, but in some time yes, in private I'm more like shy.
0: So you you consider yourself more a pilot than a filmmaker or a creator or a creative. I think maybe
2: it was my program. We start to understand right now that it start to be a job. There is many people who do vlogs, YouTubers, <laughs> Instagrammers. I don't know we call that. But when I started, it was really the beginning of these things. Maybe the first time I get some hits on the internet. It was in 2011, I guess, and so for people, it was new. I started to live about that. I started to get some sponsor, but it was not a real job. I was not like athlete because I didn't do competition. Mm. I was not a director of Hollywood video as well. I just make small videos for the internet. And yes, it was like a little bit tricky answer. For me, I'm, I have three jobs. For me, I am like a pilot. <coughs> I am a video maker. And I am also paragliding designer mm. and everything together fit and works together because I need a special wing to do my video. I need to know how to make videos to know can, what kind can of tricks I can do like acro pilot to show something and all together is fitting really well.
0: Mm. You, you were telling me last night that, uh, you know, I've always thought that paragliding really had two disciplines, acro, which obviously you're very good at. And cross country, but you said no. I'm not really. I'm a proximity flyer. Uh, How did that whole? How did you get involved in proximity flying? Where was the? Where was the inspiration for that?
2: It's it's really interesting because there is a story about that. I mean, when I was a child, I just want to fly. I was dreaming about fly. And when I was a child, I was take off from the school. I was there in my mind. I was take off and pass between the building in of my cities and and it was like. Like Peter Pan dream, we can imagine. And then I say, okay, I want to fly. It's my goal. I want to do that. And then I don't have a lot of money. So I start with paragliding because it was cheaper. And then you go inside the paragliding world and you, it, I feel like I have the two choices, cross-country or acrobatics flying. So I said, let's do a crow because cross-country uh, is not my way. And uh, I started to make a crow and I started to make a lot of pressure to myself, to prove something to myself, to try to be good pilots. And one day I arrive on the place in my home and I come and the takeoff with a few friends and I forgot my wing. I was, <laughs> was, that stupid? I don't have my wing. But we were in the top of the mountain and a uh, friend have two wings and he gave me a cross-country wing. <laughs> without summer, nothing. It was the end of the day, sunset, uh, sunset, really beautiful. And so I start to fly down like this, the mountain, and I start to play with the trees and to sail between the trees. And there is some house in the mountain. And I start to to say hello to people or to the house. And when I land, maybe the fire was 20 minutes, because it was like a little bit of summer, but almost nothing. And I was like, like a child. I mean, it's it's like the, the moment then I realised that it was how I wanted to fly when I was young. And then I say, Okay, there is something I really like. It's not in the box, it's out of the box. And I think it could be really interesting interesting or interesting, I don't know in English, sorry, to show it in video. And that was the beginning.
0: So the, the proximity flying was really the kind of the start that led to the videos, that led to the filmmaking. Were you, were you already a filmmaker at that point or just playing around at that point?
2: No, it was like, I don't know why I'm a filmmaker. That it's, it's really weird because one day a friend takes a camera, he starts to make a movie and I said, oh, can I just check the movie to make, try to make some edits? And he gave me the video. And I make an edit and I get a feeling about that. It was like, oh, I really enjoy it. Mm. And then I make a new one and a new one. And then a company asked me to make video for them. And I start to make video for Little Cloud. It was the beginning of the brand Little Cloud. And then I make this flight. And when I start to make the connection between my experience, like video maker and my experience as a pilot, then it starts to work really well.
0: When did you, it sounds like about then, when did you feel like, okay, this could be a career, this could be a job, I, 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 could, I could make a living from this? I think, um,
2: <laughs> I think maybe the first time I get really a lot of views, I understood that it was possible to make a kind of job. But what was weird, it was not like a dream at the beginning. For me, I, was, I don't trust enough myself to think that I was able to live about paralleling. So I just fly because I like it. I was teacher of programming, so instructor. And uh, I started to make some videos and step by step, it start to be more and more professional and people follow more and more. And then I said, okay, maybe I can ask the sponsor. They give me a jacket, sunglasses and a jacket with two euros and then a little bit more. And step by step, you now we have a huge team. We have money. We do some commercial things and it's a real job since
0: seven years. But... Everything was step by step. It seemed like I had the great pleasure of watching all your videos again yesterday, preparing for this talk, which I've seen them all so many times, and so that was that was really fun. But it seemed like there was a really big jump at UrbanSide. That was is that where you brought in all these amazing graphics and you made a place that you know has been flown a ton and not. Overly spectacular, just really fun. And it was, I remember I, I was sailing around the world at that point, And I remember seeing that video going, that guy's having a really good time.
2: It's like urban side was a result of the flight I explained before. It was a result of the flight when I say, oh, I don't have my crew wing. So I start to play and I say, oh, that was my dream. And since this time I say, okay, my dream was to fly like, uh, everywhere in the urban place, and then maybe it could be interesting to put paragliding where we don't see paragliding. I mean, in the city. That's why I start to think about the urban side and I see, I was already, in the past, I flew in Peru, in Lima, front of the building and in Chile as well. So I say, oh, maybe we can try to to, to show to the people. It's, it's like a message somewhere. Uh, it's not right in the video, but it say okay, today, we are able to fly with uh, like almost like Peter Pan, but with a wing. And it was that. And I think if I fly in the middle of the mountain, people will not have connection with me. Mm-hmm. And people are living in the city. And I have, my goal was to, to try to catch uh, sec- uh, people who work in New York City, in the building, a secretary. of, of my, my goal was a secretary of a dentist, uh, things, you know, and to say people really far from my home, from what I'm doing, and I have to track the attention of this girl if she already dreamed about flight. And I try to find a way to create connection between my dream and her dream. And the result was urban sign.
0: Tell me about your process because it's, it's, it's fascinating to me how you come up with the ideas. So how, how, does, it, how does it take us through from inception, from the dream, from the, the, the time you first think of, okay, I have an idea to the end result?
2: It's, it's not so organized uh, process. I mean, sometimes there is a base. I mean, like uh, something really important in the base. It's like try to sharing flying with a large public. I don't try to touch paragliding pilot. I try to, to show the passion to someone who maybe would like to do paragliding, And it's totally different. And um, then from this idea to sharing the feeling of flight with images, that was really the goal of all my videos. It's, okay, now how can I do it? So I try to take some reference. So, okay, maybe it would be cool to play on the road, to play on, with a swimming pool, with a bus, with a, somewhere, I don't know, in the city. And then I try to get some idea with that. And also I try to get some ideas about how to, to film it to pass, to to give, to share this feeling. Because if you take on a camera, a tripod, and you film from very far, you will see a wing will do that. And if you put the camera somewhere with a nice angle, with something really maybe innovating or something new, maybe you will get this feeling of flying. And my goal is really that when you see images, that you feel almost that that you are flying with me. And so it's, it's not something really for me. It's something I try to give to people, to give a feeling to people, to give emotion
0: your team you you guys just seem like you're having a blast when you're when you're doing it you know like happiness and the, the 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 these films is just with the dancing and but it's all seems to be built around the music do do you do you start with the music and build the film or do you build the film and bring in the music because it's like the 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 synchro and the jive and the, the, the timing and, all, and the, the dancing in the movies and the, the, it all seems to bounce around a specific track that you found. It seems like that's, that's the first thing.
2: Yes. Many times. Yes. Many times I found the music and I tried to get a connection between music and the ID. And then when you know the spirits, I mean, how you will do it, it will be hard rock or electro or something smooth. You will not try to catch the same images. Uh, and you try to have something more smooth or more dynamic or more speed so it gives a read rit- also i do music myself so i am a drummer and guitarist as well so the drum part for me when i am on adobe premiere and i edit i just do drum it's like when the rip is going on i chant and there is like a break and then nothing happens and then it's restart and it starts to be faster and it's really like playing drum drum in the music there is changement of rhythm there is many things, there is many, many links. So yes, I think there is a big link between music, my drum experience and my way I edit the video for sure.
0: How How much of a project like Touch is shooting versus editing in terms of time? I think if a company pay me directly to edit a video, I will be the worst
2: guy in the world because I'm so slow. In the process, I'm really like a total. even a total is faster than me. It's like, I, when I get the ID until the end of the project, we, have, we used to have two years. Because first you have the ID, then you have to, to show the ID to someone to be able to pay the trip, the cameraman, the, everything you need, the camera and everything you need to be able to go there, to make the images and everything. Then when you get the money you can start to shoot the video. Uh, sometimes it's working, but it's power guiding. We have nice weather here, and sometimes it's not work so well. And it's already happened to me in India, or so we came, and then we came back because of... That's why it's super green. Mm. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, so we try to make the images. Like, if we see the video touch, we go in Greece. And then we have a surprise, the surprise was the wind It's the Meltem. The Meltem wind, it's a wind who never stopped around 50 to 60 km per hour, 24 hours, per 24 hours. So you see the nice photo, everything and you say, oh, it will be so nice. And you arrive and and you say, maybe tomorrow will be better. Then we came even the night for try to catch the sunrise and, and you say, okay, then we came back. So we stayed 10 days, we came back 10 more days. And when we get all the images at the end of the, of the shooting, then I start to edit only at the end to, because I know all what I have. It's the worst part. You have, like for the waitless video, the last one we get uh, 35 hours of images for a five-minute movie at the end. Mm-hmm. So you have to work 35 hours of boring images to try to catch the seconds. who are really nice. And then I edit it. And my process is I make a first edit, then I ask to many friends, or in the beginning, few friends, and they give me a feedback. So that's nice. That's, that's not so nice. That's good. And that we don't understand. And then I re it. Then I ask to more friends, and then I did it again. And then I ask to more friends. I did it again. And like weightless or touch, it was the same. It was maybe 10 to 15 version before the end of the video so i'm working like do it feedback do it feedback do it feedback and when i release it i already knows the feedback of the public so the, it's uh, the, like the next video i'm working on It's not sure that it will be done but first when we get an idea i try to draw something to give an idea about how it will look so it will uh, help me to 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 sell the project and uh to get the money to pay the cameraman and everything so like the next project, it's, will be, it may be because we don't have all the authorization right now. We have 90% of the authorization, so we cross-finger. But it will be in the center of the city, in France, in Lyon City. So I start to draw a kind of story that I will take off from a skyscraper and I will land. I will have many things fly in the city, hello, with few action, and finish in the stadium. In Lyon city, and then when I have that, people can already imagine a little bit of story, and then they are able to 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 know if it's a good idea or not. Then,
0: and you use this, you take this to your sponsors and say, "This is my next idea. This is how much money I'm going to need."
2: Exactly. So (laughs) at this time, we have a we know the budget, we know how many people we need, so we give that and the budget, so that it's less. The dreamy part of the project. I mean, you have a dream, and then you need to talk to businessman. It's totally different.
0: Is there also a back end to the project? So, if you go to Adidas and say, "Listen, I need this much money to make the film," and then do you have, uh, you know, for every million views, do you get more money? Or how? How? Can you can you take us a little bit behind the scenes of how the financial model yes. works?
2: So, it's the part of the sponsor. It's the part of the project. Me, I have two way to get money for a project. So, it's. With a sponsor, I have a kind of fixed money every time. And then if I'm working well, I have a kind of bonus. Mm. So if I have some million views or if I have some TV show or things like that, they give me more money mm-hmm. until uh, a roof. Mm-hmm. And then after I propose a project and they will give me, if they like the project, if, if, if it's in them strategy, they will invest in the project or not. So you propose a project and you do that with a sponsor like this to, to show how, to, how it would work. Do you trust in me? Yes or not? And then I have a little bit of money and uh, strategy or not from the, from the brand. Also, uh, I do some commercial sometimes. And me, my idea is not to be very really rich. I reinvest everything in my project. So when I get some idea, some money from commercial, I really invest myself everything in the project to try to do something better and just to realize my dream. And also when you go to Azores, we did that here. We asked and sometimes they say, okay, we like your project. So we will pay you the plane and we will pay you house here to be able to stay here. And you can have some money or just some free of charge of something.
0: How big is it? Is your team typically on weightless Light, light line. Some of the, some of the more recent films you've done.
2: So I used to work with uh, every time the same people. It's like there is a Tristan Shu. Maybe you already see some photo of Tristan Shu. He's uh, an amazing photographer and he's also a video maker because he wants to switch it a bit and we start to work together as video maker for him, but only for my project. Mm-hmm. There is another guy with Guillaume Calvani. Guillaume Galvani he was a super good friend with who I was um, training a lot in acro so we have exactly the same level he do all what I do in proximity flying acrobatics fly but he's filming in some time so I mean he, he should be the star or he should be the, the guy in front of the camera because he's like doing crazy things and sometimes with the legs he has the gopro and the gimbal and he's like makes the movie and everything and it's like super complicated stuff and another guy with uh, J-B Merandé, Jean-Baptiste, like me. And this guy is come from a, a school of cinematography, so we have uh, more of the basic thing because we are all autodidacts. So he gives us some some basic rules, some he has a lot of experience. And also I am really happy because all those teams just work with me for video, and they don't want to work with. They just like this project because it's almost all of my best friend. So. We go somewhere with a friend in an amazing place in the world to do paragliding. It's not so easy, but
0: <laughs> <laughs> what's your favorite place to fly?
2: Uh-huh. Aha.
0: <laughs>
2: Here it's really nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the it's every time different. I mean there is some place that in my home, it's amazing for proximity flying what I call down, downhill, I mean it's uh, no wind, no summer, nothing and you just go down, like a little bit speed flying and uh, uh, yes, my home is perfect because the slope is perfect, everything the tree of the space to pass between, to go on the slope and it's an amazing place. But to do soaring, like Brazil is amazing, like Brazil in Canoa Quebrada, it's like a super small cliff but about sometimes five to six meters, very, really, very really small. But it looks like a super playground. You can do 2,000 things. It's really small, but there are so many things to do that's really nice. Mm. And here it's more for the, like, for the landscape. You can fly and you have, it's like beat your face. You're like, wow, it's crazy. It's, I feel like in Photoshop. It's like uh, <laughs> there is something not real here. What's happened? It's really cool.
0: So in, in these projects like Waitlist that you did here and Brienzone, how much of it is collaborative? Is it, is it really your vision driving the whole project? Or is it, uh, is it really a lot of people coming together? Because you said before that you edit it, I, that blows me away.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have uh, the real, the what people don't see it how many time I spend on my computer because there is a lot of Work of preparation. There is a lot of time to edit things, and I spend a lot of, lot of, lot of time back to my computer. But I get a kind of first idea like this. Then after we have a seat with all my team, and I pre I present the project. What do you think how we can do? And then when I uh, when we will start to fly, they will give more ideas. They will push forward the project. And uh, also when I am in the air, then after they are the boss because I cannot learn every time to see what happened and I trust them at 200%. So there is GB Mirandé, with who I work since the video Lifeline. Uh, it's funny, but I know he sees the same thing in his head than me. So when we are talking, we say, okay, are you connected? Yes, it's okay. So, okay, we can do the, the job. And he will control that everything is working well and it was what we want. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's quite... Finally, it's quite easy, but it's never exactly like the scripts because we start from an ID, then it's paragrading. So sometimes it's too much wind, not so much wind. And sometimes we see some people, like in the weightless video, One moment we have people who do selfie and I am floating over the car. It was real tourist. at this moment. We cannot read that or write that on the script. And then we get the moment and we know that we have to try to catch that kind of moment. It was really important for us. So. It was the team who make an amazing job and try to find the point of view at this time and to be super reactive. And it's a really, in the beginning, it's from my head, then it's like the team who do the job and then I finish the process.
0: The bus from, from touch. How did you set that up? (laughs) I mean, obviously the bus driver is in on this, but, uh, what vision, but how did you, how did you coordinate all these things?
2: That was a really, really funny story because I get the idea of the beginning of the, this video. I mean, I say, oh, it would be super nice because I want to connect with people. All people are on the road. It would be nice to go down the road and to cross on bike and everything. So that was the basic idea. Then a bus company contacted me and said, hello, do you do commercial for company? We would like to make a commercial with you uh, for a bus. I said, no. But <laughs> I really, I'm really I are looking for your bus. It could be amazing to put your bus in my videos. So it was, it was a small company in my my town. So it's really small company. And they say, okay, so let's do it. We will give you a bus for three days with a driver. And then we were with our bus in the mountain for three days. And we make some, it was a really short section, but for three days, we will make a lot of run to, to catch these seconds.
0: Wow. And how many takes did it take to get that?
2: So this one we did it three times. I did it two times well and one time we have a missing synchronization with uh with the guys and I was with a uh, how we say in English the, yeah, the head- headphone the, yeah, yeah. The headphone. and then I was okay faster slower and then I just ran but it's what is really funny it's when you are targeting pilots it's super easy action. There is not it's not you don't need to be world champion to do that. But for the people who don't fly, it looks like a James Bond, super fun, yes, super yes, cool. Uh, yeah, and and we want to give uh, this kind of joke, this kind of feeling, and that was most important than the performance. And in all the video, the emotion is more important than the performance.
0: Weightless, same question. So. Like where I fly at home, there's a ski area and we have to stay 150 feet off the deck for the legal and all the stuff. Is this Priyansom, is this your home? Yeah, yeah, it's my so home. So do you have a, I mean, could other, could we go do that? So not you, <laughs> <laughs> you have to ask. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I tried to
2: get the permission for everything, 90%, 95% of everything. And so there is two stories about that. The first story, it's because it's my home, because I like the video in the past and because they trust me, they give me the authorization to do this part and they give me the slope with the slalom. It was a race in the morning and then the afternoon. I, uh, I use the race and they didn't, uh, how to say? Taken the gates. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so we did the second like this, but they also gave me the authorization to fly and to touch the slope with the slope open to the tourist, mm. And I say to them, uh, trust me, uh, I control like a skier, I can stop everywhere, do everything, and I will do like a ski, and if there is a problem, I will land somewhere, but no worries, there is no risk. And they trust me. <laughs> 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 well, of course, there is no risk. <laughs> And so we played for maybe three, four days to try to get the, the feedback. Uh, the idea was to to come on the slope and the tourists didn't know that. So the career-roman were somewhere and with long lens to try to just catch the moment and to get the feedback of the people. The only problem is we were in France and in France, it's really hard to get emotion from people. <laughs> when we are happy in France, we are like...
0: <laughs> and where
2: we are sad is the same and everything. So it was... Okay, it doesn't work so well, but it will be fine. In Brazil, it's the opposite. In Brazil, people are like, you know, have their eyes like yeah, a child. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Okay, you've got a couple of short segments. You were saying that before you really launch into a project, you storyboard it, you get the funds, and then you do some testing.
2: Yeah, just before I forgot the second story about this ah, one. Yes,
0: okay.
2: It's because um, I. I tried to be skin instructor in the past, and I make a lot of slalom, and I fail a lot of, lot of time. These things, you know, blue, red, blue, red, and I go down, and every time I was too late and too late and too late, and I did that for five or six years. I missed the exam maybe nine times or 10 times. <laughs> so I stopped, and then I started to do at 100% paragliding, and then I start to work much better in paragliding. So it was a bit of kind of, um, how we say? Vengeance? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Revenge. Revenge. <laughs> exactly. It's a nice one. So it was a revenge for
0: you. Nice, nice, nice. You were saying you, you know, without a lot of editing or you, you just put out these little segments on Facebook, you really use social media as kind of a... Uh, uh, a, a platform to test projects and and see like hey this thing's got legs instead of embarking on a huge project you do these little things
2: yeah it's just to make a recap uh, about what we, we were talking before it's for me like I use like social network like a laboratory labo. yeah. yeah laboratory yeah. yeah to to try to just catch the feedback and sometimes I have some new idea of point of view or some new idea of effect or things like that and so. We try it, and then we check if the people like it or not to try to know how it will be for the huge project after. So this one was this winter, and uh, the idea was to check with a 360 camera if it will be better than uh, with a gimbal. So the idea was to check the speed effect with the FPV drone, follow cam, and this point of view was the most interesting for me. Is it something interesting for people or not? So I test, I have a kind of big stick in the front of my stomach like this and we have a 360 and the stick disappears with the effect. And uh, I found this point of view really interesting. And so I just put on the internet to get the feedback to see if it would be a nice idea for the next video or not. So yeah, I like this point of view. Yeah, and for the story, maybe so, uh, this saved my legs as well because I get a crash this winter. With this big stick like this, and um, I think it keep my back much more stronger when I crash mm. on the back.
0: Well, good segue. Uh, you got hurt this year. Uh, yeah, what yeah. happened? And It was a
2: um, huge, huge. It looked like Dust Devil without dust. Like uh, I was just landing in my home. I was um, with this wing, with the Acro Wing I flew since one and a half year, this one. And uh, I just want to land because it was really strong and I just have to make some video for a documentary and I have to go in the thermal and just I make the images, I, I go land, I do 360 because it was strong and outside of the 360 at the exit, the wing was in my back full of energy with acro wing 17 square meters and I have a huge collapse, 75% collapse in the back. I never see that in my life that you, you say to people to be up, to don't go in full stall and then oh, huge collapse. It makes really weird things. It makes me going up. I almost fall. Uh, I release uh, the tension with the line. And then four or five meters over the ground, I just recover the tension with the line. I was able to keep the dip stall to not have the shoot. And I impact the ground very, really, very really fast. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember it, but I get the camera to film everything. So I was able to check everything. And uh, it was... Really weird because I didn't make any mistake when you see the m- the movement at the end was at the good moment and I was not able to do nothing. And for me, since many years, the only thing that I am scared, of, it's the bill. because you can do nothing. Is that the only accident you've had? I don't uh, know. <laughs> <laughs> but at this moment, it was like I just go going to land. That was, for, for me, that was a little bit... Even right now, I I seek a lot about. Uh, I'm thinking a lot about. I mean, I just gonna land, but no wind, lot of sun, huge contrast between snow and rocks, and it's gonna happen.
0: Anything happened to your head after that one? Was it? scary coming back to flying or was there any kind of fear injury that went along with it? No, I think
2: I'm super lucky because it's look, my brain don't understand that I fall in paragliding because I don't have, I, I don't remember nothing. I, I have like a few hours of deleted totally. So when I flew again, I restart to fly in July in the air. It was like a normal day flying like. Oh really? Yeah, I'm just feel super weak because my back is still weak, my leg as well. But I will recover everything. It's only bones, so in one months it will be go back in the year.
0: How much of the, how much of your life, blood, your income, your the financial at the end of the year? How much is it from sponsors versus selling a project? I noticed you've you've gotten more into doing more commercial projects as well, like going to <coughs> New Zealand. Um, how, how does that add up?
2: It's, what is really funny, I'm really lucky. I mean, it's like, uh, and now I start to focus much more on what I really care. So um, I care a lot about my ideas. I want to to get my ideas to be real one day. It's what I really, give me the motivation even more than just fly. It's like, okay, I have these things and it should be in the video or in the wing somewhere. And then I get some mail. And sometimes I have a few propositions, and when it's cool, I answer and say, oh, cool project, maybe we can do something. And when it's not, I just keep going my project. And I am I I don't try to catch job like this because I have all what I need to live and my level of life, I like it like this. So I just take good opportunities when there is, and I'm focused only on my project. And I try also to don't do a lot of small things because the problem sometimes, I think if it's more the money or if it's more like the job or something who catch you, you start to lose the motivation, you start to lose the passion because it starts to be too much a job. And then if it's only for the sponsor or only for the money, it will be the end of my motivation. So I try to, to focus on just what I like.
0: Mm. For those who... Want to do more WAGA and more acro training? Because you talked about how hard you really had to train for a long time and put a lot of focus into it. Uh, where do you start? Where because WAGA and you know proximity flying is not something that your many people teach. Yeah, it's
2: something weird because it's like uh, everybody do proximity flying because we all take off and land. So it's not something like really new, but. You can be the world champion of cross country. You can be the world champion of acrobatics uh, flight, but proximity flying—it's another way. It's another technique. It's about anticipate, uh, antici- anticipating. Yeah. anticipating. Sorry, the trajectory of the wing, and um, so I try to focus more and more on that, and to be able to make really interesting line, and to make also to it should look easy. So to be able to feel that it's easy, it should be really easy for you. And you have to do it a lot of time to relax, because at the beginning, you have the legs really, when you are close to the ground, you have the leg in the front like this, and you don't feel on the table, and then after a few hours of training, you have the leg in the back and really smooth effect, and then you get this feeling of flying. And so now I just spend half a day, like I fly one and one and a half hour per day when I'm not broke. Uh, in my home just to fly proximity flying and my goal is every day to find new game to be able to do it with a smile it's like my it's my goal i don't do that to be the best i do that to have fun Hmm. and it's i think a different way to do the things in the past i was focused on performance and today i'm focused on fun
0: you showed us a little bit of the your storyboard for potentially your next project but What's next for JB in terms of, you know, kind of the big picture? Do do these projects just have to keep getting better or uh, is it just to focus on fun and and kind of let it happen?
2: So for me, I feel like what I want to tell with the programming to the people and what's really, uh, what the passion, what was the dream, I think the message is, it's okay, it's done. I have maybe the last video I show you because I love the way that. My dream was to, to try to catch the people from the city. And so if I can finish with a video in the city, it would be really amazing for me uh, to talk to even more people to say that we can take off almost like Batman, you know, from <laughs> jump and you can do whatever you want. And uh, I think I'm more close to the end than the beginning of what I did. And I don't, I feel also the motivation in the past, it was like really hard for me to to stop to work on Premiere Pro, to stop to work on my project. I was like, no, no, sorry. I cannot go in holidays. It's boring. I, I need to do it. I know it's the opposite. When I go on my computer and when I have to open Premiere Pro, it's like, oh, ah, no, Google, Facebook. And, <laughs> and it's had to be very really hard. So I feel that maybe I have to change and I have to go for other projects. And yes, so I think I will have maybe two more years in this world than
0: Hmm. Has the? Do you feel like the filmmaking has robbed at all your passion for flight? No, the The, the mean, opposite.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like the project, the idea, give me motivation more than fly. Because if it's every time the same fly at the same place, it's the problem. It's I think it's like surfing or paragliding. It's a sport with really nice. It's super addictive because you are frustrated. And if when you start to be professional pilot, you start to don't be frustrated. And when you are not frustrated, you start to lose the passion. And it's a terrible effect. I mean, it's you can all my days I focus on flying. So the only way I found to get motivation is to have a crazy idea that it's super hard to to catch. And so I I'm super motivating because I know I'll be going the Peru and the Rainbow Mountain to do something. And that gives me a lot of motivation. But just to fly like normal people the weekend, it's 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 super sad, but at one moment the motivation goes a little bit down. Mm. that, maybe.
0: but no, but the creativity
2: really feeds the But the creativity, power. yes exactly. Because flying it's every time a little bit the same. But with creativity there is no limit. You can every time do something new. You can find some another play to do something, a new joke, a new game, a new thing, and then then it's super cool.
0: I have a question. How much does it cost to make a film like Weightless?
2: Weightless cost me uh, 60,000 euros.
0: Okay. To yeah. Make.
2: To Was make.
0: Was that the most expensive film to date? Uh,
2: about, not commercial, yes. About for myself, yes. Yeah. 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 So it's uh, really cheap for the world. of movies it's because they have really nice friends it's because they they want to do the projects and because we were staying in here like two weeks then we go somewhere else we stay two weeks and there is three people and they accept to don't have much more money than what they have and that was very really great and uh, the worst was the music license
0: yeah i was going to ask you about the music license because i mean some of the tracks you're using are big songs and yeah. so obviously you can't just do it. You've got to get um, the right. Yeah. How, how does that, How do you, are you negotiating that? Mm,
2: yeah, but I'm a really bad negotiator. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> yeah, the sound of the music weightless, it was like 16,000 euros.
0: Okay. Yeah. And, and does that change if you start doing festivals and everything, or is that just unlimited?
2: It's like, uh, it should be one year. One year on only internet worldwide. Okay. Yeah. yeah. but then after you, you check what happened.
0: So, did <laughs> that but that's an interesting question. So you are you choosing your music because often you just find a track where it's like this is the song I have to use. In, in 500 miles to nowhere, we found a track from. I'm not going to say they're the band right, but like Spang and anglar they're real famous. Uh, they, Iceland, Icelandic band, and it was just like, we have to use this track. And we contacted them through, you know, United, one of the, and, uh, and they didn't know what paragliding was. Mm-hmm. And they looked at the film and they were like, you can have it for free. That's just awesome. It, it, it was, it was amazing. But I've had other instances where it's like, we can't use that song.
2: Yeah. It's about to me to touch video. Oh. to see the videos and say, we like it, you can use it. Oh, <sighs>
0: <laughs>
2: really? <laughs> I go on your holidays.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but so you're, you, do you, do you, are you really thinking about music rights before you pick a track or do you just, you're, you're listening, listening. Oh my God, that's the one I got to use. And then you deal with it.
2: Yeah. I, I did a huge mistake with the waitlist because I, I was thinking that during the shoot, I said, oh, I like this song. I really want to use this one. I want to use this one. And then we start to contact people to show them and, and they were really late to answer. And then I start to make the edit and then I finish the edit and I have so many works and they say it will be super expensive. I say, oh, and then you are, you have the video finish. You don't have the rights. You say, what should I do? What should I change the music, restart all the, the process or should i believe that i will get my money back later because the video will have some view and everything and yeah it made me like one year not in good position with my budgets my projects so it was like oh shit i have a big hole in my budget mm. so i decided to take the risk
0: yeah the the um how much can you rely on youtube for you know with the I don't know how youtube works but you know what the little ads that they put in the front end when you you know waitlist got like 10 million views with the outside tv things it's probably way over that now yeah right? it's like i remember we, when you announced yeah, that it was 10, around
2: like 40 million views
0: so is that a reliable source of income with just is, is youtube it's, it could be. It could be the only problem. It's uh,
2: It's terrible game. I mean, uh, Social Network at the beginning was really nice, was super viral, super easy to be viral, and was super cool. And then they want to make money, so they want to sell advertising. And so it's what we call the reach. So the way that's how to share the best way. It's like a kind of strategy about something a little bit weird. And every time, I, you have to understand how it works. And the best strategy at this time was to give the video at many, many brands, like Red Bull, outside TV, many things to try to get the reach. If you don't do that, it's like I will have maybe two, three, four millions. So I changed the strategy. I give for free to other people to hope that the feedback and the popularity of the video will make me able to negotiate new sponsor, new commercial, and everything like
0: that. Hmm. How much of the effort is marketing? It's marketing. It's like
2: um, I try to don't care, but like really don't care about marketing. I mean, I have a wing, I have a logo. No, no, I don't
0: mean that. But like when you you release a film, how much do you have to work on getting the (coughs) views up and getting it out and... Yeah, you know, how much how much time do you spend on the social media? Would that be the social media? Yeah, I try to to don't I don't spend a lot of time on that. I try to have
2: my contacts with huge followers and I answer to the mail when they contact me. Can we share the video? Yes we can share. But uh, I think that I don't like the aggressive way to say, Oh please, please look at my video, please. I uh, uh, for me it's more I do something if you like it. Feel free to share, but I will even not push you to share it. And I I really want to try to, it's for you. So then after you do what, whatever you want. So I don't spend time to, to do that,
0: to do marketing. How how much of a film like Weightless, Lightline, the, the, the recent, more recent films, how much is serendipity versus, versus script? And
2: I think we, every time, know what is the beginning, what is the end of the video. We know what should be the spirit of the video. I have a number of actions I try to do inside the video. And I can do usually 70% of the ideas. Some ideas I cannot do it or we fail and fail and fail and we never get the success. And 30, 40% it's what happened right now. We have an opportunity right now in this place to do that, so let's do it.
0: Do you ever get any kind of like writer's block? You know, Do you do you just have ideas? There's so many, you, you know you'll never do them or, or or do you go through times where you're like, God, what am I going to do now? What's the next one? I'm
2: super scared about that, but I have every time like one to two projects for one. So I'm not in stress, but in some time, every time I have three projects in some times, and only one or two are working. Every time there is we don't have budget for one. Or uh, it also happened to me that we did all the images and I was not happy about the results, so I never released the video. So we've been in Morocco with capoeists to make a kind of dance and we make some synchrobatic flying, but the effect was not as I wanted, so I never released the video.
0: Hmm. And you, I, th- I, think I heard you say earlier that uh, a typical project's two years from inception to done. Yeah, so two, way less mm-hmm. was two years. It was maybe
2: three months, six months, one year, two years, three. And Now it's have to be super long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is the part of the where we, if it's difficult or not, and because I try to be better and to do something better, I, yeah, it's take more time. So touch, 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 it started to be super long time ago because what is super fun, it's between the time when we shoot it and when we release it, we have already a lot of time. But yes, touch, the idea of touch for me was to express, it was maybe more performance video than the other ones that I want. I wanted to show. All, the goal was to show what we can do with paraguiding, everything. I mean, I wanted to show a lot of acrobatics flying, proximity flying and a lot of kind of things like that. So I want I wanted a lot of contrast. I want some glacier, some snow to make acrobatics to feel not so comfortable. and same time I want I wanted some super green place to have fun on the road and um, it was the beginning of of professional work and with a lot of like the swimming pool I mean the swimming pool. It was like super lucky moment. Uh, I wanted to do that. I, for me, it was the most important action of the video. And uh, I wanted to go to Santorini. And then we get this wind, this terrible wind. We were not able to fly. So we came back a second time. We spent more than 20 days on this island. The island is like 10 kilometers for 2 kilometers. It's super small. There is nothing to do. Two villages. Um, wind. wind. Wind, 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 wind. And then... Every time there is a kind of uh, of uh, luckness, yeah, luckness, uh, chance, um. a yeah, chance. It's like we've been there and just a super five-star hotel open, and they say we have nobody in the room. It's the beginning. We have to do some promotion, so you can do whatever you want on this hotel, <laughs> and then we take off from the roof because there is no landing at this place. It was just a hotel, a cliff, and a sea. And so we take off from the roof and we start and we land, and we did it many, many times. And every time there is a big, big part of chance that people trust us and we are able to make crazy things because of chance.
0: What, what part of the process, that two year process, what do you love the most? I think
2: there is when we start to go on the trip. When we are in the trip, because to go in the trip is terrible. we have like, I don't know how many bags. We have so many wings, we have so many cameras, we have so many tripods, we have three huge bags per person with twenty five kilograms. It's terrible. And, and when we arrived in Greece for touch, the camera didn't arrive. <laughs> so we were on the island without camera, wing. and uh, so it's a lot of stress before to go there because it's a big team. with a lot of camera and everything. And then when we start to fly, and when you start to have a super beautiful light, and when you start to, to get the action and you know that the shots are going inside, and you start already to imagine the edit in the air and say, oh, that would be cool after that, 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 and that is super exciting. And then it's the second moment I really like. It's when you have all the images, you know that you have something. It's not create now, but you know that it's right now, you will be able to create something super cool or super shitty. So it's Premiere Pro open and then you start to make one images and two and three. And then oh, you start to get a feeling you start to growing and then you keep going and you repeat it and the feeling and the emotions start to come at this moment. And at this moment, I am like, I call that the flow. I mean, it's like I cannot stop. Mm. You start at 2 p.m. and then pow, it's 2 a.m. What's happened between? And you're like, pow, 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 pow. it's super cool.
1: Mm.
0: J.B., thank you very much. This was really cool to do this centennial episode here with you all. And thanks, for everybody, for coming. And uh, thanks for sharing your wonderful world with us. It has been terrific, a decade, really. And uh, I, I can't wait to see your next project, man. Thanks a lot. Thank you very much.
1: And thank you.